Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Uh, right, now because Americans love having uh, days for things, today is National VCR Day. Many of you may well remember them fondly, others may be saying, what's a VCR? Andy McCarroll host, is host of the Extra Vision podcast, still has one. Afternoon, Andy. Hi, Sean, how are you? There are people listening to us who wouldn't even know how to turn a VCR on. Uh, so to those people who think that you get films by pressing a button on your phone, make the case for the, for the old-fashioned video. Well, for me, what I always loved is the, the physical experience of going into the store and picking them out because you can see now with Netflix, everything's sort of catered to you specifically. So if you, for example, watch a lot of Robert De Niro films, when you go into Netflix, any of his films will be, the poster will be specific to you. So like, you know, Meet the Parents or anything, or Copland, even films where he's not in very much, it will be to you. And I think the, the, the physical experience of going into a shop really broadens your horizon on things like, the one I, the example I always use is Shawshank Redemption, which was a massive box office bomb. Um, it was, I think it was 95th at the box office for the year. Hmm. But then through word of mouth, it was actually the highest rented video of 1995. So you, you'll see that even this year, you know, you have films like Babylon or Empire of Light or, or Man Called Otto. You will never hear from these films ever again because there isn't that kind of second shelf life that you would have got with something like an X-Vision or like a video rental store. Yeah, there's also, I suppose, there was also, you know, going, there was a sense of event to it because it wasn't a thing you got to do every Friday, you know, every, every night of the week, you know, you go on a special night. Yeah, it was always Friday for me. You'd go in, you'd get the, the new releases. And again, this is a concept probably not uh, too familiar with your viewers, but not being able to get what you want. So, for example, you go in, <laughs> Terminator 2 is the one that sticks in my head because I think we stood in the shop for about an hour and a half. And you're kind of watching the crowd. You have to wait till somebody returned a copy. And you're looking going, does that look like somebody who would have rented Terminator 2 the night before? And you're kind of shadowing them up to the desk to make sure you're the, you're the one that gets it before they put it back on the shelf. Yeah, yeah, that is, yeah, you have to be quick, uh, actually, to do that. I've actually brought back some memories. I think I used to do that as well. So do you still have a VCR player, though, do you? Yeah, I do. I actually have two. Um, my, my dad, who is every bit as mad as I am, he collects Westerns as well. And anyone who's a Western fan knows there's absolutely nothing on stream. And if you love Westerns, and there's nothing really on DVD and Blu-ray. A lot of them didn't get remixed. So what we would do is uh, we would stay up and we would watch a VHS copy of a of something like a John Wayne film or a Clint Eastwood film. And he would then tape it onto a, DV, a DVD then. So we would have a, a copy of that. And then meanwhile, I'm the same. I would have, again, another concept that wouldn't be too familiar to your viewers was the concept of someone's breaking for the news in the middle. So yes. you'd start die hard at nine o'clock and then 10 o'clock would break for the news for 45 minutes and then you had to go back and watch it again. So I had the two VHS players going so I'd know to pause it at a certain time to get the news out and then record it onto a, a second tape. So anyone who gives out about, you know, 30 second YouTube ads before your video, you, you don't know how good you had it. <laughs> the, where can you get a DVD player nowadays? Is it kind of an eBay job? It would be. I actually still have my original. We have uh, two or three there and then just as they were dying out and moving to DVD players, we're kind of, here, oh, I'll take that off your hand because I still had a, a couple of VHSs that you couldn't get on on, a, on DVD yet. So, you know, specifically a lot of Westerns, like if you're, uh, like myself, a John Wayne or a Clint Eastwood fan, there wasn't very many you could get. And then we had things like, you know, Evil Dead, which was banned at the time, or The Exorcist, which didn't get a, a release until a couple of years later. Yeah, there was a bit of that. I don't know if it was universal, but there certainly seemed to be, you know, you'd hear about certain 
uh, video rental places where they kind of had a, a lot of stuff under the counter. Yeah, uh, we had one. Our local was like that. So a few people might remember The Exorcist or Life of Brian was banned in Ireland on religious reasons. And then obviously you had the, the Jamie Bulger case, which the, the child's play movies were taken off the shelf. So, of course, we were, I think it was 12, 13 at the time. And you tell someone you can't watch it, all of a sudden they want to watch it all the more. And our local video shop had a thing where you'd ask for the Red Book. But you had to wait till no one was in the store. So you're, you were standing there. You could be standing there for half the day, waiting for everyone to empty out before you could run up and go, can I, can I get the Red Book? So you'd have like Evil Dead or Exorcist on that and, and coming back. And again, there was that sense of doing something wrong. Like I remember we rented um, a Dolph Lundgren action film called Showdown in Little Tokyo. And we came in, Grant stuck it on. My friend's mother walks in and all of a sudden there's a, a topless girl on the screen. She runs, grabs the thing out, drags us to the video shop, berates this poor, like, 15, 16-year-old that's worked <laughs> at the store for renting it to us. And when it demands he changes it. Now, what he changed it to was a film called Brain Dead, which is directed by Peter Jackson, who done Lord of the Rings. Now, the first 10 minutes of that film is this guy gets scratched by a monkey that has this deadly virus, and they start cutting off body parts of well, where he's been scratched. And she's sitting there going, no, this is... This is perfectly fine once there's no news to you. Much as man being dismembered. <laughs> yep, that was Catholic Ireland for you. You could kill as many people as you liked, but you couldn't have sex with any of them. Uh, that, <laughs> that, now, and, and probably a, a, not an uncommon experience is, is that a lot of people probably still someplace in their homes might have a, a, a VHS that they rented out and never brought back and then the shop didn't exist anymore. So I, I, as I understand it, Andy, you reckon you owe ExtraVision about 30 grand. Yeah, uh, I rented Shadow Hall from Bagatry. I was actually kind of worried when I got the call yesterday to come on to talk about it. I was worried it might be a liquidator <laughs> or a credit chaser trying to, to find me. But yeah, it was, it was 5 75 per night for a film. Again, another mad concept for the audience. So I kind of worked out with that 5 75 for 15 years. Like, oh, about 31000 And you know, a couple of people told me extra would probably still in business if we had to pay the fine on that. Yeah, you would have to pay the fine on that if they were still in business. Yeah, so it's somewhere hopefully no one's uh, chased me down. You know, like... Uh, the, the, the book guy from uh, Seinfeld looking for his 31,000. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. Oh, you'd, actually, you'd wonder what, when, when they closed down, what happened to all the VHSs that they had? And did they all just go to landfill? It's kind of uh, sad. I went to my house, I can tell you that, because <laughs> they were selling them for, you know, one or two euro a pop. I was coming in with armfuls of them and, and uh, ringing my dad to come down and pick me up and go, yeah, yeah I need to throw more into the car. <laughs> Now, is it like are, is any of this stuff valuable now, Andy? Because you know there 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 was a story in the papers about that they're auctioning particular VHS cassettes, and people are getting thousands for them. There was there was this rumor that there's uh, this thing called the Black Diamond Collection that Disney done. Now, how Disney used to release, they would do maybe three or four VHSs a year and charge extra. So, if you were to buy a normal video, it'd be about twenty pounds. But a Disney one would be 40, and they'd only release two or three. They didn't want to mass produce them because Disney was the only studio at the time that would re release movies in the cinema. So every couple of years, you know, Beauty and the Beast, Snow White, because they were, you know, kind of universal movies that would be, you know, kids would watch them at any age. But a, a rumor popped up a couple of years ago that these were, you know, worth infinite amount of sums, and somebody had sold one for 37,000, a copy of, uh, of Beauty and the Beast. Turned out what he had done is he had two copies of the film set up two eBay accounts and then start bidding against himself to try and drive up the price. <laughs> Accepted a bit of 37000 then posted the other one thinking, well, if somebody saw this, I'll go for that. I'll get, I'll get probably the same. It actually sold 
for $44. So uh, his, his plan didn't exactly go to plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that person, that person, probably $44 is more than it was worth either. Uh, Andy McCarroll is host of the Extra Vision podcast. Andy, thanks a million. Cheers. Thanks, Lasha. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.